Welcome to the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. I'm your host, last name Good. Uh, before we get into anything this week, I do want to let you guys know a couple of things. Uh, number one, Sundresses and Sangria is going down August 26th, live from Edgewood Speakeasy. That's 327 Edgewood Avenue. <clears throat> it's free, free admission with RSVP. And if you're down for the bottomless sangria, it's $25 for the bottomless sangria, which is a great deal. Uh, so make sure you go to sundressesandsangria.com to get those tickets. Uh, we have limited space available, so it's first come, first serve. Uh, but definitely make sure you, you come through and grab those. Uh, second announcement that I'm going to make, Den Music Fest, very, very soon we're going to be releasing those tickets um, to the public. And they're going to be some early bird tickets, uh, so you'll be able to grab those uh, soon. But I know that there are a lot of artists that are interested in um, participating at Den Music Fest, and you'll have that opportunity. We'll put that up so you'll... you'll uh, see how to submit uh, as a performer, also to submit as a vendor, if you want to submit as um, media, all of those things will be made available for you, uh, denmusicfest.com, but this is the second year, so second annual, right, second annual, can't believe it, like I had this vision about six or seven years ago that I wanted to do my own festival, and we're able to do so now, so that is so great, and very appreciative of that at this time um so last night i had a studio session and we had a great conversation uh with the homie uh jasmine and man it was one of those conversations that i wish we would have recorded but it was kind of impromptu in the moment and uh no one recorded anything so it was just a great conversation but it really sparked what I wanted to talk about today. Now, some of the things that we talked about last night was just, you know, social media perception and um, selling your publishing and all of those things and how to how to really make sense of being an indie artist um, in today's climate, right? And I felt like everything that we talked about was so it's so important to today's culture and music especially you know if you're an indie artist you know of course there are so many things that you can do and we've we've talked about those things here on the podcast over and over and thank you all for for that listen to last week's episode with dj five me up um if you missed that you can go and check that out it's very vital information learning about his history who he is as a dj uh his journey how he got there and where he is now and and his goal to truly break indie talent. Uh, but Jasmine and I and, and her, her writing partner, we just really, we're just having a great, a great conversation just of where the space is now. And, you know, we know that you can say that there's no money in music and, and that would be a lie. Uh, I would say the, the better statement is it's just a little bit harder to get that money in music. Um, and you have to once again be creative. You have to figure out other ways uh, of income and and using your resources. But one of the things that we talked about that really sparked my interest was just um, perception. You know, it's it's the perception and, and doing things that you may or may not want to do, right? And so we can't avoid social media right now. Like it, it is the beast 
of what it is, right? There is no way around it. And don't get me wrong, you have the artists like the Kendricks and the Coles who don't really, quote-unquote, focus on social media until there's a project. But let's be clear, as great as those artists are, and they are two of my favorite artists right now, they also have huge budgets behind them and their teams so that when they go away, when they come back, they can be everywhere, right? And as an indie artist, you really don't have that luxury. So there's some things that you just have to do to stay relevant. So if you're not, you know, a picture type person and being on Instagram, that might be the way to go. You might have to focus on that tool. So for me, I'm mostly Instagram. Like I have uh, Snapchat, never use it. Um, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter page is just synced to my IG page. And I, you know, I I do tweet from time to time, but it's not really my my go-to, right? It's typically Instagram. And Facebook, I am on Facebook. Um, I do things from here, here and there on it. But really, my tool is Instagram, right? So first, you need to decide where, which one of those is truly my tool, right? And if Instagram is your tool of choice, then you have to figure out a way to be efficient and relevant where you are, right? So if you're in that space of Instagram, Instagram is all about pictures and it's all about the story, right? So figure out a theme of what you want to do for your social media. So say, for example, for Instagram, some people like taking all pictures in black and white. But if that's going to be your theme, you got to know how to stick with that theme. And, I, you know, we've seen people wipe their Instagrams clean. I've, I've, done, I've done a little bit of that. Not necessarily with the straight out the den page because there's uh, so much. Uh, but I've done it with my personal page, the last name Good page, which you guys should definitely follow me there too. Um, we all got to get our followers up, right? But I've, I've done a little bit of cleaning on that page. And that's cool, you know, but you want to kind of have some type of theme. um, And there's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of analytics that says uh, blues attract the eye, right? The black and whites does attract the eye if you're super consistent with it. But there's, there's so much analytics on different colors and shades of pictures, like pink attracts people. If you do something that's red, it can put people in a certain type of mood. So all of this, there's there's true studies of colors, uh, believe it or not, that can be vital to your day-to-day uh, when it comes to what you want to do on your story, you know, or, or your, your, um, your Instagram page. And then, you know, speaking of Instagram, there's IG story that people use. Um, what's your day-to-day story? Right. And and I'm going to be honest with you. I am the type of person that's very, very private. I only want you to know what I want you to know. So and my natural instinct is to just live life is not to press record on anything. That's just who I am as a person. I have to get out of that. But as as who I am, it's difficult at times to be in the moment of something and pull out my phone. 
Now, there's a couple of ways to combat that. If you're that type of person, then you might need to have somebody around you that's willing to do that and that you give permission to say, like, hey, if we're in something that looks interesting, boom, take the phone out and record. You know, the great thing about IG Story is you can upload, excuse me, you can upload video. So you get the chance to kind of edit what you want to do. So you might have somebody that's around you all the time that's willing to take the pictures, that's willing to do the video, and then you yourself can go back and upload this stuff and make it make sense for, for your story and what you're doing. Um, it's, a, it's a very difficult task because sometimes you're just not into doing that. You, you kind of want to figure out stuff as you go, and I get that, but you have to have some type of plan of action. So here's the thing. Here's what I'm suggesting do everyone do if you're that type of person now you're you know you might be the type of person where instagram is easy for you you're on it all the time you're doing what you want to do and you kind of have your your flow of of where you want to go with that and that's cool i'm you know i'm not knocking that at all go ahead and do what you got to do with that but if you're like me and you're somebody that it's not your forte then i'll suggest figuring out your story number one so number one figure out how how do i want to present myself to the world and once you get that information down packed the first thing that I want to do is just write down a plan and your plan could be as simple as I'm going to post once a day at 12 o'clock that's cool once a day at 12 o'clock I'm going to post something and if you have that down packed of what you want to do then you make things simple for yourself so now I know it's already said I have a calendar alert set that at 12 o'clock on this day, I'm going to post. Now you got to figure out, you got your frequency down pat. Now I got to figure out what it is that I want to post, right? So once I figured that out, maybe I go in and, and take 20 pictures from a moment, right? I'm, I'm in a studio. I got, I'm going to take five pictures. And so now I know how to rotate those. So boom, here you go. Those are the pictures that I'm going to do for the next couple of days. Or if it's going to be nature or if it's going to be whatever your story is, right? Like if you're somebody that's infatuated with cars, then taking pictures next to cars might be your thing, right? It has to go along with your story. I'll use somebody like Currency as the perfect example. Currency lifestyle that he sells is he smokes weed, he likes lowriders, and he likes jewelry for the most part. I I guess jewelry. We're just going to stick with the first two. I think I might have threw jewelry in there. But he likes weed and he likes lowriders. So his IG page should reflect that, right? If that's what he is truly interested in and that's what people know him for, his lifestyle should reflect that. And so his pictures, you're going to notice you're probably going to see a lot of pictures next to cars. You might see a lot of pictures of him talking about weed, smoking weed, or doing something of that nature or in the studio, right? That's that's cool because that's his storyline. That's what he wants to tell people that's what that's the the thing that he wants to present to people so you yourself have to figure out what it is that you want to present to people and once you have that information down it's going to make everything else kind of flow and and make it a world of a difference for you you don't have to be so-called you know if you know what you're going to post in advance you're not going to have a hard time gathering those types of posts and pictures if me myself know that the bulk of my stuff is going to be, if I post a picture, it's going to be 
some type of picture of me either in the studio or I don't you know recording a podcasting or something if I already know that then it's easy for me to gather that that information right it's easy for me to get those types of pictures because I know that's what I'm going to be posting so now anytime I'm recording the podcast I'm telling somebody hey snap these pictures of me whenever I'm doing something else hey snap these pictures of me so now I already know going forward what my plan of action is going to be it makes things easier for me right so you could do that same thing and if you know your frequency and you know what type of pictures and you know what your storyline is going to be then now you can make that happen so there's also ig story and we're only focusing on instagram right now we can move on to twitter uh, in just a second but if you're on ig story I figured out a long time ago that IG story is all about being personable. Like they just people want to see what you're doing in your life. So if you look at my IG story from time to time, you might catch me at my crib playing with my daughter, listening to some music. Um, if I if I go out shopping, which that's very rare, I don't shop like that. You might see um, some shoes that I got or something like that. But it's more so of my personal life, right? Which is very hard for me because I'm a very private person. Like, I just don't like showing you. I, I really don't care what you think about my life, if I'm being blunt. But I also understand that, hey, this is the stuff that people want to see. And we live in a time right now where you have to be somewhat accessible to people, right? So I get it. I like doing the ask the questions uh, joint, I think that's dope, and it's an easier way to be interactive with, you know, your your um, your fan base because you're asking them, you know, hey, ask me a question. What do you want to know from me? Let's open up the dialogue, right? So I think all of those things are super important, and once you figure out a frequency of how you want to do those things, I think it makes everything easier for you. One mistake that a lot of people make. And I've even, I'm speaking from experience with this, is that you spend too much time promoting on Instagram. It's just a waste of time, right? Unless you're doing sponsored posts, then that's a different thing. If you're spending money on ads on Instagram and you want people to see certain things, that's that's fine. You're spending the money. It's going to target certain audiences anyway. So you're okay in that um, atmosphere, but just throwing flyers up all the time is it's killing everyone else's vibe. And trust me, eventually Instagram's algorithm is going to slowly, slowly um, put you at the bottom of the totem pole. That's just, you know, it just happens like that. Uh, they, they have some of the best of the best with creating those algorithms and... Trust me, you can't beat those algorithms. (laughs) It's super hard to beat those algorithms. People have been trying to do it. And, you know, like I said, unless you're somebody that's in that world and truly understands that, it's going to be tough to do. So one thing that you want to do, if you you notice that, like, oh, my engagement is down, like nobody's liking my pictures like they used to, it's all based on algorithm. And here's the thing, right? Right now, Instagram is is really focused on the engagement aspect. So you you might notice that, man, the same people like all of my posts. 
And that's not, you know, by mistake. That's by design. It's because those are the people that you're engaging with the most. And so if you're engaging with these people the most, it's a higher chance of those people are seeing what you're putting out. Right? And so the way to combat that is there's there's a couple of ways. Number one, hashtags are always... The right hashtags are always the way to, to get discovered by a new audience, right? Now, one thing that you've got to be mindful of when you're using these hashtags, you're going to get a lot of fluff back. So you might get some comments stating something that has absolutely nothing to do with the picture you posted. Like, it absolutely irks me when I post a picture of a podcast and people's like, yo, man, I love your music. Your raps are fire, bro. We need to work. DM me. Let's link. It's like, well, first of all, this is a podcast. Number two, I'm not rapping on, on the mic at all, so you didn't look at the post. You know, and, and so you have to be mindful of those things. You're, you're going to get those with hashtags. I can guarantee you're going to get those bots when you use hashtags. But it'll help you get discovered by a new audience. Um, the other thing that you can do and what you really need to do start engaging with other people on their posts. So uh, when somebody comments on your post, like it, reply back to them. When um, you see a post that you like, don't scroll past it. Double click, you know, double tap on that thing and uh, like the post. Comment on it if you like it and say something genuine. That's how the algorithm gets going, right? That's that's the movement. That's how all of a sudden you start seeing better engagements on your post because IG's algorithm noticed that, like, oh, this person is actually talking to people. They're using this the way that we want people to use Instagram. And so you just start to notice that, like, oh, my numbers are starting to change. I'm starting to get discovered by um, other people. More and more people are starting to comment on my post create the dialogue create conversation through pictures because if you're willing to do that and you're you're posting videos that that increase conversation your engagement numbers will go up all of a sudden you'll start seeing from 20 profile views to 100 profile views a day because you're engaging with people right and so if you're somebody that can't do that you might have to have a team do that for you Um, But I think at this point, as an indie artist, everyone has to find the time to engage with their with their audience. Right. And so the best way to do it is just set a time, set a time, say like, hey, from 12 to 1230, I'm going to be engaging on social media. And believe it or not, it doesn't take that long. And you're probably already opening up Instagram anyway, just scrolling, seeing what everyone else is doing. Well, sometimes you got to take that time to figure out some stuff for yourself. So don't get discouraged by the numbers. The numbers are there. They're going to be small at times, and they will grow if you do the work. But what you have to do is engage. And I think that's that's the space where we lack um, the most with social media. The average person posts a picture and wait for the likes to come in. That's what the average person does. Like, hey, I posted a picture. This picture is dope to me. I know everybody else is going to like it. And you're just waiting, sitting back, waiting for people to like or comment on your posts. But you got to actually go out and like and comment on posts as well. 
in order for those engagement numbers to, to go up. If you want to try something, here's what you do. Easiest thing in the world to do. Open up your Instagram app right now. Click on your followers because the people that follow you, you're seeing those posts every day. So click on your followers. One by one, just go click on the first name. Depending on your, you know, you might, you know, if you're someone up there with 3,000 on up followers, then yeah, it's going to take you a little while to do this. So you can, you know, take your time. But just pick 100 followers a day to do this. Matter of fact, let's, let's start small. Pick 20 a day to do because 100 might be a little extreme for you. So click on your followers. You're going to, the first 20 that you see, click on their name, look at the last couple of posts that they did. And only, I say this, and I've really got to stress this, only if it is interesting to you, comment on it. Say something about it. It's going to take some work, but do that. Comment on these posts. But like I said, only comment if, it, if you truly find it interesting. Don't just comment like, oh, dope. Or um, an emoji. Like, really have something to say on these and it's going to do two things number one if that's somebody that's following you they're following you for a reason so now they're going to be excited that like oh man such and such who i follow actually engaging with me i have i caught their attention some type of way and the other thing that it's going to do is going to show that you're a real person right you're not just this fairy tale artist that's kind of in the clouds that you know the whole idea of the superstar diva unattainable those days are long gone like sorry no one cares about the the diva anymore if you're a diva guarantee you got to be on Beyonce and Mariah Carey's level like those are probably the only artists left that can truly play the diva role but if you're coming up man people got to want to they got to want to love you they will either you know as a as a female artists the guys gotta think you're attractive or find you interesting and the women gotta wanna be you or be like you or be your friend and on the flip side as a male artist the dudes gotta think you dope and the women gotta think that you're cute or something you got you know a nice swag or you, you dress nice or something. it has to be something about you that catches the eye of other people those days of just like man if I saw Jay Z, I might, I might, you know, I might spaz out. I, I don't know what'll happen if I, you know, those days are gone. Like you know, look at your your artists right now who you consider, you know, the famous. You you know what they're up to. And like I said, right now today, J Cole and Kendrick are probably the only two artists that they get quiet. You don't know what they're really going going on in their lives until they get ready to drop a project. And like I said before, those guys have the luxury of what we call a budget. <laughs> and when you have a million dollar budget at your disposal, you can go away. You can go away and come back. And if you have somebody that's willing to finance you a million dollars every project, then number one, kudos to you. I don't know how you pulled that off, but that is great. And I ain't knocking it. And you can stop listening to the Straight Out the Dead podcast now because you have the budget to do whatever you need to do. But if you're like most people and your average budget for your album is somewhere between five hundred and five thousand dollars, then 
you might want to take heed to what I'm saying right now. And I'll just leave it at that. So um, that was all about IG. Now, if you want to talk about Twitter, Twitter is a different game. Twitter is mainly words. Twitter is just being funny and informative, man. Like, that's that's really all it is. Have some wit. You know, say some things that have some some type of knowledge behind them, but also it's really about just being funny and expressing yourself. And, and truly, Facebook is like that too. Uh, the only difference is Facebook is, for most people, feel like an older medium, which it is an older medium, uh, and the audience tends to be a little bit older on Facebook. And that's if that's your your demo, then that's cool. I mean, you use Facebook. Go where your fans are, man. If your fans are engaging with you on Instagram, then engage with them on Instagram. If they're engaging with you on Twitter, engage on Twitter. And I know Twitter is always a challenge for me because I just don't have a lot to say sometimes. I kind of leave it all on a podcast. And, you know, I do a couple of podcasts, and I, I truly save a lot of my content for those things, right? Like, that's just who I am as a person. I don't really, I feel like, hey, go and listen to the podcast. You'll get all the information you want to get. But that's a mistake by me. And I'm, I'm sharing with you things that I myself have to do. Like, this is not, our conversations are double-edged force. Like, I'm not the type of person that's going to say, like, oh, you should do this. And I'm not going to do it myself. Like, I'm telling you you should do these things because these are things that I failed to do early on in, in my career. And, and it was to my detriment. So, Instead of you repeating what I did, hey, what hopes that I did that so you don't have to go through that, right? So I want you guys to do better than me. If you're listening to this podcast and you upgraded where you are as an indie artist, then my work has been done. I'm not the type of person that's going to sit here and act like I have it all together. Like, no, we're figuring this thing out together. And that's why I encourage you guys to, if you have questions, shoot those questions over, right? If you have ideas, shoot those ideas over. Like, this is a community podcast. This is not a one-way street. We are all in it together as indie artists, as indie creatives, as indies in general. We are here together to help each other and pull our resources together, to, to put together the best quality products that we possibly can and sustain in a business that's, you know, people are still trying to figure out from any perspective, like major labels have figured it out, right? When it was all about CDs and tapes, <laughs> they gave huge advances. So you're always in the hole and your goal, the only way you really made money was from your shows, right? Now that the game is streaming and you got to understand what streaming did, right? The best thing about streaming is that it took away the warehouse. It took away storage, right? Like, it took away physical storage, physical land that when people make CDs, you got to understand when a CD was made, you have to have a place to put that stuff, right? So if I got a million CDs pressed up, I have to have a place to store a million CDs. I had to have stores around the country that will be able to take on so much of my product. One small thing that people don't know, and, and I'm just going to share this for you for free, is a lot of times when your favorite artist albums didn't do well, it's because 
companies didn't project for them to do well. And since the companies didn't project, the record labels didn't project for them to do well, they only got a certain amount of CDs pressed. They only had a certain amount of CDs shipped to these stores. So if I'm an artist that has put my all into a project and the label thinks like, uh, at best we might move 100,000 copies this, this first week sales. Well, guess how much they're going to ship? They're probably only going to ship about a quarter of a million, 250,000 copies because they've only projected you to do 100,000. And so if they projected you to do 100,000 and they ship 250, then guess what? That 250 is only going to be available in certain places. So instead of Walmart having 1,000 copies of your CD, that local Walmart might only have 100. And then this one might only have 100. And, and we're talking, I know this sounds like very archaic and people are like, man, CDs, what are you talking about? But I'm using this as an example. The best buys when they were selling CDs, instead of them getting a, a pack of 1,000, they're getting a pack of 200. And so you got to see what what's happening. Everybody was under ship because they projected you to do a certain number. So if you exceeded those expectations, then it sucks for you because guess what? We only got 250,000 for these things to sell. So your cap is going to be a certain number. And this is something that artists never knew about that wasn't disclosed to them. All they thought was like, hey, my music is available. Let's go to the stores and, and buy the CDs up. And you think it's a cool thing. And, and yeah, that is cool. But what you don't know is yourself was under ship everywhere else because the marketing people, the people that were doing the data said like, oh, well, he or she is only going to do 100,000, 150,000 anyway. So let's not ship. And you got to think about it. It's all about money at the end of the day, right? If I get a million CDs pressed up and you're only moving... 150,000 how do I account for the hundred the other 850,000 like where do I account for that that's a huge loss to take so I would rather only ship 250 best case scenario you sell 250,000 and now we have to figure out like oh let's boost those second week sales and ship more that's how the game went for a long time but now that you have Streaming is unlimited. Stream away. But the, the problem is the value on the streams are not equivalent to where they should be. Right now, 1,500 streams equal one album sale. And that, that may seem, you know, cool to some people, but, man, that, that is nothing. Like, if you really break it down, right, 1,500 streams. Let's really break this down. And we're going off on a tangent. And really, what the, the bulk of the information I want to give you is over with but if you're still here thank you for listening but just really think about what 1500 streams is right i'm gonna ask you a question what is your favorite song right now your favorite song scream it out in the car at your your work wherever you are write it down write down your favorite song now now that you have your favorite song i want you to really and truly think about this that's your favorite song how many times a day do you listen to your favorite song? This is your all-time favorite song. Now, how many times a day do you listen to it? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, at best, you're probably listening to your favorite song. At best, maybe once. Maybe twice a day. Right? 
And let's let's do this. Let's go in, in, even more generous. Let's say you listen to your favorite song three times a day. All right. Well, how many days are the in, in a year? Right. It's three hundred and sixty-five days a year. So three times three hundred and sixty-five. I don't have my calendar, but let's just round up and say that if it was four hundred days out the year and you listen to a song three times a day, that's twelve hundred screams 1200 streams in one year and you're telling me that 1500 streams equal one album sale so you've listened to your favorite song three times a day for a whole year and it's still not enough to equate to one album sale so if you put it in that perspective you see how crazy it is that 1500 streams equals to one album so it doesn't even make sense when you say it out loud and if that is where we are right now in, in, the, in the streaming game, us as artists are getting screwed. We just, you're, you're getting screwed on that aspect. It, it, it's just, it is what it is. The numbers are not there. It's just not really good. So I always express to artists, if you're new in the game and you're, you're up and coming, yes, you can have your music on all those digital uh, streaming platforms. That's cool. But you should definitely have a website built where people can buy directly from you, right? I always suggest using Bandcamp. If you don't have the, the capability to build your own website, everybody might not have the, the people on board to build that. I always say Bandcamp is a, is a great tool. For, for one, people can still stream your music. People can still download your music. They have a, a, a great feature called Name Your Price. So people can stream your music, and if you have your IRS uh, C codes, um, you can get paid off of that as well. So those streams do count. But the name your price tool <clears throat> in Bandcamp is that like, hey, if somebody likes your music, they can spend a dollar on it, or they can spend ten dollars on it. There's options that you'll have, and so Bandcamp is a great tool. But outside of Bandcamp, I really think that you should build your website for people to buy directly from you. I can't stress that enough. Like being on Tidal, being on Spotify, being on Apple Music is cool. It's super dope to have your stuff up there. And to the general public, it makes you look super official. But the truth is, it is not hard to do. There's about 10 different ways to get that done it's not a hard thing to do it looks good it looks super professional to be like oh man yeah my album's up on title but trust me when i tell you it's monetarily you're not gonna see those huge numbers until you start getting a million you know plus streams and, and not saying that you can't do that you can definitely do that but until you get into that space you know it's an uphill battle for you it's gonna be a true uphill battle so that's all that to say is, man, do the work, you know, be sociable. I know we got off on a tangent <laughs> at the end there, but it's all in good and good fun. And I think you guys understand where we're coming from. So continue to focus on your goals and where you want to be. Uh, be those social media gurus in your space. Don't get discouraged by the numbers because once again, it takes time to build what you're trying to build. It's not going to happen overnight. You got to put the work in. 
there's no other way around it. You got to put the work in and continue to put the work in in order to be successful. So as always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream and work until that dream becomes a reality. I am last name good under straight out the damn podcast. See you guys next week.